Welcome to another episode of Sync and Assist. If this is your first time checking into our podcast, well, welcome. Thank you for stopping by. We are a weekly therapeutic podcast where my co-host Brad and I, we sit down and we talk about pretty much whatever it is that is on our minds at the time of recording the podcast. So we really hope you enjoy it and you decide to stick around and become a returning listener. And if you are a returning listener, as always, we cannot say it enough. Thank you for the continued support and thank you for making us a part of your weekly routine. This week, like every week, we have yet another really thought-provoking episode for you all. This week, Brad and I, we sit down and we discuss confidence, how confidence is key, how you can find self-confidence in your passion, in your craft, and how once you get to a certain place, knowing your self-worth, how outside opinions won't really affect you. Like most things, it is a process, and we talk about it in this week's episode. But before we get into this week's episode, you can find Brad at Bradley Pallone on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Robert DXN on Twitter and Instagram. You can find Sync and Assist on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at Sync and Assist. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, Player FM. Pretty much wherever podcasts are found, we are there. So please rate, review, subscribe, and share. But let's get right into this week's episode. Episode 36, Sync and Assist. thing that's been on my mind lately is and it's just been by doing things like we talked about last week just doing one thing that's been on my mind lately has been like growing up I've never been a confident person I haven't been until more recently like this past year (laughs) um I've sort of you know just been an insecure person just not really thought myself to be interesting like I do interesting things but I've never thought of myself as an interesting person and I still kind of don't I'm, I'm kind of a boring person but <laughs> considering what it is that I'm into and like what I actually do I'm not boring at all actually but what's been on my mind lately has been the confidence that I've gained like just just the self-confidence you know in myself because of the confidence that I have in what it is that I do and what it is that I'm passionate about. Like, even starting starting out podcasting almost three years ago, um, in it was February 2016, um, going into March. Um, that was actually a real cool day. <laughs> Recording my first podcast and then, you know, just hanging out with friend of the show, Phil. We got to have him back on, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Starting out, I wasn't confident podcasting. And then it wasn't until the past podcast, This Is Nonsense, where I, I, I was able to look at it myself like, no, I'm actually really good at podcasting. And it, it wasn't until like towards the end of that podcast, but where like, I was like, no, I, I am a good host. 
I'm good at hosting podcasts. Right. And then it's just this podcast, like from the first episode, I've, I've been comfortable and confident. And then just like with photography, like I've only been doing photography since January um, last year. Um, it was like with you. Um, mm-hmm. And I think. Yeah. It, was it December? And it was. It was like. It was January. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because we had just added the new members. Even before group. that. Before. The oh, one yeah, before no, before that, that, I that was December. That December. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then January. Um, but just using what I know as a cinematographer, as a filmmaker, using what I know and what I know I am good at because I've been doing it for 11 years. Um, I am a good photographer. And for less than two years, most people aren't as good as I would say I am, but because I have that experience as a filmmaker and behind, being behind, being comfortable with the camera, not to like pat myself on the back, but also to like give myself credit because yeah. I, I don't, and but I have found um, confidence in myself because I am good at right what is it I do? And it's not narcissistic to say that you are good at something, which mm-hmm. I thought was. Well, it's, it's okay to pat yourself on the back. Uh, I, I want you to maybe change the way you think about that. Cause I mean, I, I think that way too. I just, I've grown up. Um, I may have mentioned this before, but you're know, growing up in the South, um, especially very, uh, a very religious household. Um, it, it was always taught to me, to be very put others above yourself um which in essence isn't a bad thing um but ignoring yourself it, is. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah yeah uh or not i think it's healthier to not think of it as putting others above yourself but using your kindness your resources to help someone you know, or if someone's a guest at your house, to treat them as such, you know, as a guest. But sometimes you take that service mentality too far, and it uh, it comes down to uh, all the retail experiences. Being a servant. A servant, yeah. You know, is is that you're just supposed to roll over and, and take it, you know. So that kind of contributed to a lot of my um, inability to stand up for myself, which also contributed to um, my lack of confidence in the work I do. Um, anytime someone asks me, you know, a question, I, I get very defensive about my my career. Someone says, "So, do you go to school? Do you, you know, what do you do? You know?" And my first reaction is, mm, "I kind of like put my head down, don't look them in the eyes. I'm just like, you never went to college. I'm just working, you know, retail. Or, you know, I never felt." Like I could say with confidence, I'm a musician, and I'm a writer, and I'm a podcaster. You know all mm-hmm. these things, and which are all amazing things. And I should, you know, hold my head high and say it, say it with pride. You know, that's that's what I do. Because if you don't have confidence in it, how are they supposed to have confidence in it? Then they may kind of look at the way that you're presenting it and think like, oh well, I mean he's. Like I, I'm gonna mirror what I guess you're giving off. 
if you're not confident in it, they're probably not confident in it either. Yeah. So if you exert that kind of confidence that I, I'm getting better at, <laughs> I aspire to have. Um, lately I've been like, no, didn't go to college. Uh, I'm a writer. I'm a touring musician. I'm uh, a weekly podcaster. You know, I write for short films. And it it does feel wrong to kind of like pump myself up like that. Like, look. But it's only because of how we came up. Right. Like, we are, you know, like like you said, we put people before ourselves and then we completely neglect ourselves. And I, I used to do this thing where, like, it was around high school. It was seven, seven and a half years ago. Um, around graduation, I on at all social media I put at the time aspiring actor, aspiring filmmaker. Then recently, I started taking that out of stuff because I'm not aspiring. Like, am I doing it perfect? Technically, yes, I am doing it professionally. Uh, I am a professional filmmaker because all you have to do is get paid to do it. Right. A do, profession is you don't something have to do you it do it once, month. pretty much, to be considered a professional, technically. But I don't consider myself an aspiring filmmaker because I I do that. Mm. I'm, I'm not an aspiring podcaster. I we're on episode 36, and there were 30 episodes of the podcast before, and eight right. before that. Like we're don't, doing it. Don't let views and followers and you know. A, a lack of notoriety affect your confidence, which is what I, I it happens to me is that I don't feel like a professional musician because I don't have a huge sense of notoriety. Although I, recently, um, someone in uh, in a band I'm working with uh, told me that they had mentioned my name around the uh to certain people i guess in the in the scene quote unquote in the, our area and they they know who i am so i and i, I told him i was like really I, was like, I have like any kind of notoriety at all apparently i do but i just don't see it that way i mean yeah i may not be on the level that i want to be yet but if you put out there, I'm an aspiring something, at what point do you stop calling yourself a wannabe? Mm-hmm. You know, because successful people don't, it's it's never that wait for it mentality. It's that do it now. You know, uh, embrace, don't embrace the excuses, you know? Yeah. And on the way here, uh, it, it, this was this you know conversation was sort of on my mind because, like I said, it's been on my mind lately. I was just thinking, like, I, I used to care what people thought like about me, but and I was having a conversation with someone last year about how, and I was sort of on my way out of a dark period and I said I I just don't give a fuck anymore and the older I've gotten I don't give a fuck anymore (laughs) and it's because I'm older 
and who who cares what anyone thinks of you as long as you think highly of yourself and people will see that and I've never been a cocky person at all Uh, so the opposite um I'm I'm one of those people where like I, I think when you're too humble it becomes insecure because I was um um but yeah I I don't care what people think of me anymore because I hold myself in a higher regard than I I have in the past Mm. yeah yeah I'm not quite there yet um I mean I definitely don't care as much as I used to I used to just contribute to my anxiety like crazy you know just always worrying about what people think about me um you know, uh, to this, not enough this, you know, it's, it's the same thing over and over. Um, but for some reason it took me so long to try to get over that hill. (laughs) Um, but I, I still struggle with it. I don't, um, I don't claim to, to be completely hundred percent. You know, I don't, I don't give a fuck attitude, but when when you don't give a fuck, you, you give a little fucks. <laughs> yeah, you, you you do give a fuck a little bit, but <laughs> <laughs> it just might you might have to hold a microscope to to find them <laughs> to find how many you give. Yeah. The the <laughs> best way to get over that that I find wear the same pants two days in a row. <laughs> 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 Which I I do that actually sometimes, but um, it's, it's the whole you know. And I say that jokingly, but I also like do have done that because pants are expensive, and you know who? Wh- why should anyone care? Like, I used to wear this one shirt. Um, it was a long sleeve shirt, it had a hood, and it was it was like a sweater, but it was a shirt. And this guy that I went to high school with, I found out we worked together. This was almost like two years ago, and. I wouldn't see him every day, but the past two times that I did see him, I was wearing that same shirt. And he was like, oh, you're really putting some miles on that shirt. And I was like, like, was like bitch. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was, it, I got self-conscious about it. Then I stopped wearing that shirt. And then just recently, I kind of went back to that. I was like, I don't have that shirt anymore. <laughs> if you were wondering. But... I don't have a lot of pants. I've, I've said on the podcast before, I've been getting rid of a lot of stuff, cleaning out my closet, um, just getting rid of things I don't wear. And I don't have many pants because I'm a small guy. It's kind of hard to find the right fit. And I have this one pair of pants that I, I, I wear quite a bit. So I, I've, been, I've, I've been shopping. I've been looking around. I got to replace those pants. Um, <laughs> I got to put another pair of pants in that cycle. Um, but I am I wear those pants so often. I've gotten to the point where I don't care if I wear these pair, th- this pair of pants and someone sees me in them. Yeah. So what? I have a washer and dryer. It used to eat me up... Um... I'd get really anxious 
and like when someone has the same shirt as you and you're in the same vicinity. It was the same thing in high school. I had a DC jacket. Yeah, and like I, like I would hide from that person. Yeah, like it was that bad. But me and the guy, we had the same class, so it was weird. Oh, <laughs> it's even worse. Uh, that stuff like that used to eat me up. Or like when your your like fly or zipper was down or something like in school. Everything's magnified when you're in school mm-hmm. growing up because you're just now like discovering uh how to interact with people so every little thing could be like a big thing to you yeah like the end of the world in high school high school is life like it doesn't it's nothing past that like in in high school high school is everything like Mm. yeah and then you graduate and then you're like oh there's so much more yeah, it's it was just a speck, mm-hmm. you know, compared to everything else in life you got to deal with. Like, it, high school seems so far away now. So far away. <laughs> so petty. Like, you know, I see you know, some uh, some high schoolers on social media that care so, they put so much of their identity in their their class, yeah. their their cheerling squad, their their, you know, football, their... They're groups. If you if you go to high school right now and you're listening to this, you don't know anything. <laughs> Not yet. But we don't uh, want to dismiss your experience by any means, but we're just saying that like in a few years, that was just a passing little phase. Like yeah. it literally means nothing in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. You you know nothing yet. <laughs> you will find out real fast. <laughs> Um, because adulthood is just sinking or swimming. Um, <laughs> you'll find out that the, the unattractive people in school become attractive and the attractive ones become unattractive. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, um, speaking of pants, um, I was, I was at the mall the other day. I felt so old when this happened, but cause I, I'm one of those people. I don't like shopping for clothes. I don't like looking for clothes. I, I'd much rather just have something that is a good fit. And <laughs> I like shopping a little bit. I I'm I'm I've never been crazy. I in high school I was a little more which again that comes <laughs> back to maybe like the acceptance of others. Like you kinda yeah. want to look cool for people. And it's also kind of just finding yourself. Like now I'm like I wear skinny jeans, vans or Nike SBs and they have to be skateboard shoes. Um <laughs> And a black tee. You got those fireproof tea. shoes. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, but I, I was, at, I was at the mall. I was at H and M. I was trying on pants because they're the only place that makes pants that fit me. Right. <laughs> me too. Yeah. We're both little. <laughs> but I'm in the dressing room, and then I hear these loud dudes. They sound old. They sound like like our age. They, they sound like full blown grown men. I get out of the dressing room. They're like they have to be like fifteen years. Oh, no. skipping school, just full blown grown man voice. Like I was like that in fifth grade. My voice started to get deeper, but like, yeah. and it was weird for a lot of, uh, for adults. Like, oh my god. Yeah, my that voice cracked like a, a lot. Grown man, <laughs> but I still I didn't have I didn't have a real deep voice. I mean, I mean it's gotten. 
a little bit lower. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, oh, well, when I when I sing, it, like I have a high, pretty high range, but like I have a pretty middle, not too low, not too high kind of voice. But yeah, I I hear some of these these teenage dudes that that have like real booming voices, and it's yeah. like what? And, and like, they're big too. Yeah, like they some were. Of these guys are jacked now. Some, you know, if you play football, maybe or or just guys that physically look like full-grown men but they're like 16 years old it's just it mm. blows my mind it's like back in like the 50s like a 13 year old was like a 28 year old yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. In- interesting yeah but that that was that moment in that moment i felt so old i, I, I was like yeah. oh kids my and like the way they talk is like you you are gonna grow up right because a lot of people, they don't grow past that high school phase. No. Yeah, and it's still, life is just a popularity contest when it's not at past graduation. Maybe in college, but I didn't have that experience, only for a year. But, yeah, life is not a popularity contest. Like You have to find yourself, not yourself and others, and like what others think is cool, and like, you have to shed those trends and that that desire to fit in. Mm. Yeah, I don't really have that so much anymore. Like, I don't feel any any need to be a part of any group. Uh, in fact, I'm. If there's one uh, aspect that I've maintained through the years, it's it's my rebelliousness. <laughs> I definitely have a rebellious quality. Still sneaking out of the out of your uh, bedroom window. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um that i i anytime there's a trend i typically want to go against it mm-hmm. even as a 28 year old I, I just i find i i find like light fulfillment in uh just being different um so against the grain but not so far in that i'm doing it for the the looks the like views for the sake of the, doing it. Yeah, yeah for the clout <laughs> um because i gotta be me at the end of the day um but it, yeah the confidence is key you know to go back to that um i've gotten more confident in myself and i, I realize that people find that attractive actually um not that you should make it your like method to attract people cuz i know that some there are a lot of especially guys out there that try to play that game of like looking not interested like i'm too cool for school yeah and it attracts like girls for example and they they try to give that like I I'm not into you vibe, but I, but I really am. But it's just a, a tactic to kind of get you, you know, get you with them. You know, like that get whole them with you. I mean, that whole thing to me is so childish. Like mm-hmm. I just have a real conversation. I don't like when people play games and like say what you mean, like nagging and whatnot. Like it, it's stupid to me because I mean to each their own. But to me, like, just be real. Be grounded. Be a real person. 
have a real conversation. Mm. You don't have to play these mind games, like reverse psychology. If I, well, nagging, if I act so disinterested, she'll want me more. And deep down, I really want her so bad. Like, be honest, be a real person. I, I don't like when people do stuff like that. And like, I don't like when people act out because and try to a lot of high schoolers do it like if there's a dance that's popular at at the moment everyone does that and if there's a certain style in clothing or if there's a certain way to act as a person everyone's into that why why what happened to individuality i in school i wrote a an essay about individuality because I've never, like, for a moment in high school, I wanted to fit in because I, I never found my pack, really. Mm. Like, period, just like in life. But until, like, I got older. But I just wanted to have someone, something, you know. But I even got past that. Like, I was just myself senior year. And everyone wanted to be friends with me. Mm. And because I was an individual, I wasn't a prototype of a person. I was me. Mm. At, I was me at the moment. <laughs> Not me now. <laughs> but because becoming yourself is a journey. Like you have to find yourself. Like you have to get lost and you have to find yourself. Mm. And you have to be an individual. You can't be the same as everyone else because when everyone's the same, no one's different. Mm. I know a lot of a lot of guys may struggle with this more than than they let on. Um, but feeling like feeling attractive, you know is important to a lot of us guys too. Um, typically it, it's known as more of a, you know, a woman's issue, you know, to, to try to feel beautiful and all that. But like guys need that confidence too sometimes, you know, and some, some guys have too much confidence. Don't get me wrong, you know, or, or it goes into arrogance level, yeah. um, which that really shows me that it, they really don't believe that they are what they are. If you're trying to, if you're constantly trying to prove it, then you don't really believe it. Yeah. You're not really just, if you really believed it, you would just be it and not have to let it be known all the time. But guys, guys need that confidence too in, in knowing that, you know, they're attractive and, and, in looks and and emotions and all that kind of stuff, you know, a lot of guys don't talk about that, but it it's true. Like we're all human. We want to be we want to be loved and accepted. But if you don't love and accept yourself, then you know everyone is going to just love and accept the version of you that you've created to mm-hmm. that you think people want to see, and not really you. Well, I want to keep up an act for so long. Just be authentic. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a world where we're all 
talking about being real, it's still hard to find. <laughs> like, it's all talk, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I'm real. And it's like, are you? In rap, I don't know what that means. Yeah, what like, <laughs> I'm the realest, like, as in honesty? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought it meant. But, yeah, I know. thought that was real. Well, yeah, that, that future song is honest. It's like, I'm being honest, and he's just basically listing off how rich he is. Mm. And I'm just like, that's not really being, like, yeah, we know you're rich. I don't know, I, I wish more people would just be honest and genuine and transparent and like sometimes it can be too much at at once uh some people will be too transparent up front with oh you. yeah that can turn people away yeah right away like balance uh-huh you have to have balance like when you're lying to other people whether you see it as a lie or not when you're being someone else it it can be confusing to yourself because then who are you? Mm. And you can lose sight of that. I mean, you you can... Like, pathological liars, for example, like, if you've been lying for so long, then you start to believe it to be true. Mm-hmm. I've done that to my job before. Like You've kept a lie going for so long that, like... like oh, I have to go to work. Oh, this is my only job. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't work tomorrow. I'm working at my other job. Oh wait, I don't have another job. No, but I still can't come in though. Yeah. <laughs> Never show your cards though when you're doing that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I, I used to think you know lying was bad. A hundred. I mean, it's not necessarily a good thing. It, it's definitely a bad thing in relationships and and yeah. and such. But uh, but lying in certain scenarios can be a, a protective thing too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's okay. You know, yeah. I yeah. I mean that that's that may be controversial because some people might think lying. Period. I mean, I grew up that way. Lying. Period. Lying to anybody, even if it's a little white one. You know, or even exaggeration is is like a cardinal sin, you know, and it's like you know, but we lie to our kids all the time, like growing you know it's like are you gonna tell someone you know Santa Claus or your kid Santa Claus exists, or are you just gonna be like, no, there's no Santa Claus mm, you know I think so it might be real, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying like we we do that to kind of keep that childlike wonder still there so they don't grow up too fast. We protect people. I mean, even uh, like if you experience something extreme and someone asks you about it and then you might not be ready to talk about it, so you, you just make up something to kind of get the conversation away. Yeah. It, it's a protection thing, and I, I think... It's a vi- it's a necessary and vital part of of growth. Is certain situations you have to lie out of something. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's not the time yet to be real, to be honest. Yeah, but then be real and honest when it is that time. When it is that time, <laughs> absolutely. With the right people, lie. though, because you know you shouldn't always be. You shouldn't bury your soul to certain people that don't deserve it, too. Yeah, you can't give yourself to everyone. Because mm-hmm. when you give yourself to everyone, 
what's left for you. Mm. Yeah. You, you can't let everyone in. That's good. Yeah. Some, yeah, some people just aren't ready to hear your truth. Um, or even more practical than that, like your job, <laughs> which I know we do talk a lot about our disdain for, for jobs and we're, we're, we're growing through it. <laughs> and we hope you are too, uh, as you listen. I mean, if you're going through something similar, hopefully it's helping you in the way that it's helping us. But, um, you know, sometimes jobs won't take no for an answer. Like if you, if you can't cover a shift, ask you why if you give them a reason like i'm too stressed or i don't feel like it and some of them see that as a as an opportunity to try to convince you well i'm tired too i'm stressed out too and i still came to work oh <laughs> you know and it's that way in relationships it's not just jobs but in that moment to get them off your back, you might have to give them a, a BS excuse. Yeah, I do it at work all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to pivot um, out of there. And, you know, again, not everybody would agree with that. Some some people may say, well, no, that's that's not very moral, you know, for you to do that. Um, I do believe that probably the best way to go about it is to say, no, I'm just too tired and stressed and you're going to have to deal with it. And that's that. You know, but you may not be ready to to stand up for yourself in that way, or you just don't feel like they're receptive enough to handle the truth. So you say, "I have something else going on." You know, going going back to self confidence, when you have self confidence and you've built yourself up, you still have to work to towards it and you have to work on it, but it's a lot easier to know when to put your foot down and because like say uh, at my job there are a lot of disrespectful there's a lot of disrespect there and you have to check that you have Mm. you you can't allow people to but when you're not confident it's real easy to let people walk all over you and like everything it's a process you have to work towards that Mm. and I've been stomping real hard lately, <laughs> putting my foot down because I'm, I know that I'm a lot, I deserve a lot better than that. And I'm, I'm not going to stand for that. And if it comes to say losing my job for standing up for myself, which every job I've ever quit has been out of disrespect. I don't stand for it at all. It's a pattern with me too. A lot of the jobs I've had have uh, similar situations. Yeah, you, you you don't have to stand for it. And the more they continue to walk all over you, mm. you're only allowing them to. Right. It, it's a struggle because, you know... Um, it's a struggle because say you need a day off uh, that you you give in advance, you know, with plenty of time in advance, um, and they deny it, 
it puts you in a really bad position because it's like, okay, do I go up to the the manager and say, hey, you know, I asked for this day off. This is what's going on. And you schedule me anyways. And they're like, well, you know, you're just going to have to work, you know, or, well, you know, you're going to have to find someone to cover it, you know, and, and maybe you have no luck, you know, finding someone to cover it. Do you just not show up? I've, that's happened, <laughs> like, twice recently. Um, they want me to work overnight, and I'm not available for that. And I'm honestly, I'm that, that's not my availability. I'm not available to do that. They keep asking, but... Every time they've scheduled me and I've made it known well in advance, I've done my part. Right. So I'm not showing up and I yeah. haven't. And they they keep asking me. Mm. So, but to go back to, you know, the whole um, standing up for yourself and having confidence. And if you're in something that devalues you, you shouldn't be in that. Just period. And say like we we use jobs a lot but because it's far more relatable um but i'm i I don't let it affect me anymore where something just at the the day of recording this episode something really messed up happened at work today to me and i'm I'm not affected by that at all (laughs) because I, I know my worth and is so much more than that. So why should I let that stress me out? When you let something stress you out, you're giving it power rather than taking it back. So it, it's, it's hard. It, it, it's very hard. I'm, I'm not saying like, so get over it or anything. Because like, mm-hmm. it, it's a process and it takes time to get there. But once you see it, like it you can't unsee it. And it becomes like a burning passion. Like, no, there's a fire in you and you won't stand for it. And you will check people at every single moment that something like that comes up. And if it's your manager, it's your manager. And if that's your job, like, we all have responsibilities, but you have to have dignity. You can't let people treat you any That's kind of word. way. Yeah. Dignity. Yeah. You have to stand up for yourself, which I've been doing a lot lately. Mm. Like, uh, I'm fed up with your, with your, with your shit. <laughs> 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 but, <laughs> but I've always been one of those people where I can laugh things off. I used to just laugh and it'd just be, you know, like, I'm, like a mask, I'm letting people know that I'm brushing it off, but in on the inside, not so much. Um, but I've just always been one of those people that laugh about things. I've literally been on my way to the ER, just cracking jokes. <laughs> <laughs> you goof. <laughs> I I know you. I know. <laughs> I've known you long enough to where I know how. Like it's it's how you cope. Is you like humor. You know, that's why, like, you you deal with, like, any underlying uh, pain you have with memes, which a lot of people do. You're Mm -hmm. not the only one. 
but and just comedy in general kind of helps helps you get past the uh the the emotional distress and things like that yeah laughter is actually the best medicine mm. yeah mm-hmm. it's a workout like you feel like i feel like i get abs after i get a good laugh you know what i mean <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to put a cap on everything you have to stand up for yourself you have to yeah, you, I, I've found confidence in what it is that I love, at what I love doing, and it, it's taken a long time, but I'm finally there, and I'm, I'm still working on it, and we're always learning, we're always working towards something, and if you don't find purpose, find, make that your purpose, mm. yeah, yourself, but... That does it for this week's episode. 36 episodes. Mm. We've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And we got a lot more to go. Yeah. Non-stop. We're about to record another. No, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that that's it for this week's episode. And we will catch you next time. See ya. <laughs>